Hello. So quickly before we jump into this week's podcast, I want to throw out a little bit of a disclaimer slash warning slash thank you. So if you've listened to these podcasts, you'll realize that they are kind of lengthy and our goal is to get them down to about the 45 minute range. Oh, wow. Okay. It's storming outside. Anyways, where the goal is to get them down to 45 minutes, but when me and Ben get talking, we usually end up going for an hour, an hour and a half, two hours, if you've noticed, but um, just want to let you guys know anyone who's listened to them all the way through. Thank you. And thank you for your support. And we will do our best to get them down to 45 minutes. You got anything to say, Ben? No. Nope. <laughs> okay. Enjoy. Hello. Well, uh, I just want to open this show up and say that me and Ben appreciate so much all the support. So much. Yes, so much all the support, all the love and respect that we've gotten from everybody. Um, We just really want to, like we said, create a place where people feel like they have a voice again. You know, we just want to create a place where people feel like they can be heard. And honestly, these are just discussions that we're having. And we're just honored that you enjoy listening to them and feeling like you're a part of them because I don't even feel like they're that good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that definitely, that definitely, this is (laughs) podcast number two. And that original statement from the first one still stands that, uh, listen, if you like it, awesome. If you don't, I totally understand why, because like I said, we're not professionals yet, but, uh, just like it has been so awesome. I've been so encouraged myself this past week by other people just saying that like, Hey, that was really encouraging. You're just saying that you're, you're saying what people are thinking. And like, I literally had, like I said, on the first episode, I had zero expectation for this to go anywhere. I just wanted to hit the record button on my conversations with you. And the fact that even if one person but it seems like more than one person, the, the things we talk about resonate with them. And that's so awesome because, I mean, I feel like not to be cliche and uh, TBN or anything, but like I feel like that just my normal conversations with you, that God can use that. Yeah, um, for sure. To to just I don't know, I mean, people can just be encouraged by it, not even to put like a spiritual tinge on it, but just that people's lives can somehow be made better or, you know, you know what I'm trying to say? Just yeah, I do. The fact that that there's value that anyone can see value in this conversation and pull something good from it is just super fulfilling to me. It's been so exciting. I've been like checking the Facebook and I'm like, Oh man, we got Uh, two more likes. Oh geez. And it's totally not like a, I'm excited to be recognized thing. It's like a, I really hope that the people that are liking the page are benefiting from it. Cause I don't want like, I'm not looking for notoriety is not on the agenda because I don't think that that's realistically achievable. I, but just, I, I, it's so, it's been awesome to get the feedback that we've gotten. Yeah, and our goal in all of this, for anyone who's listening, has we don't care about creating this super popular um, podcast. We don't care about having you know a really awesome Facebook or Twitter account, which we are working on getting those set up. 
We do have because a face- we might because we care a little bit, but not a lot. Yeah, we do have a Facebook <laughs> account set up. Um, you can just search Pilgrims and Prodigals. We're working on getting a Twitter set up and a website set up right now. And also, I just want to say. If I sound kind of stuffy right now, I've been going through some stuff this week with sinuses and just feeling kind of sick. So I apologize if I sound like crap tonight, but I just want to hit oh, on yeah. a couple of Cause things. Because I know like we're, we're going to we're gonna lose the viewers that were listening because of the sound of your just like perfectly toned masculine voice. I know yes. we're going to lose those people. Well, let me no. tell you. <laughs> let, let me tell you people right now. Welcome to the Pilgrims and Prodigals podcast. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, so I just want to hit on a couple points. One, the fact that we have had almost 50 plays on our initial podcast has been amazing because I did not expect anywhere near that. Even though half of those plays have probably been me and you. (laughs) (laughs) The fact that we've had 25 plays has been really good. I've only listened to it five times. That's it. (laughs) I've had about the same, maybe six. So Yeah. Oh, Lord. We are just terrible. Um, so yeah, just the, the support and that has been really no, that, awesome. That's awesome. That is awesome. We got our very first iTunes review. We got a five star. Um, and I'm sorry, I forget. Let me pull it up real quick. Uh, something, something sleuth. I forget what it is. Yeah. I, I forgot the name. I'll pull it up some other time. I'll, yeah. I'll tag yeah, you. Yeah. I'll tag you in something. Uh, sounds good. But, but yeah, he, uh, yeah, he said that is a really awesome podcast and that um he's the we're pretty much saying what other people are thinking which honestly that goes a long way like that is exactly what we want and he used one word specifically that he or she i don't want to you know masculinize you don't know what he <laughs> identifies as honestly so. or she identifies it yeah. i'm bad at yeah whatever yeah, yeah. we're really bad on. at being modern so <laughs> forgive us anyways so anyways this person is really awesome and one word that i really like that they used was authentic because honestly that has been my driving motivation through all of this like i want to be authentic i don't care about being right or wrong i care about expressing what's inside of me and i want to be real with everyone who's listening i want to be real with you ben i want to be real with everyone in my life because Coming out of a season where I feel like I was trying to live up to an expectation or be this person that I was supposed to be, it was tough, man. And that's like church culture. And, you know, like I said, I don't want to create a podcast that's just bashing church culture, but like, but we will call out like issues that we see, but, but just that word authentic really drives the heart of what we're going for here. So the fact that that was portrayed is it really just pleases me yeah i'm if, to say a couple words uh, that review has probably been the most encouraging thing for me personally that's come from the podcast to just like to feel what resonates in my soul resonate with someone else to share that connection is awesome and like whoever put that review on there thank you for encouraging me and making me feel like that I'm not just doing nothing uh, with my, you know, that I'm not just doing nothing with my time here on earth. And that I feel like, you know, I'm addressing problems that actually exist. And so you, whoever you are, you really made me feel good and I appreciate you. So that was just really like, I felt God in the, 
I, I felt like got him in the midst of all that. Like I was like, Whoa, this is awesome. I feel connected to what yeah. I'm I, purpose. That's the better word. I felt connected to purpose. Um, so whoever you are, just thank you for that. Awesome review. Uh, I, the, I really, the whole point of talking about this is I want to make a clear distinction here is that I'm not excited that I'm getting recognized. I'm so grateful and just thankful for the recognition that anyone has given this podcast. Cause it, it really is encouraging to me personally and my own, whatever I'm going through, you want to call it struggle. You want to call it walk. You want to call it whatever it is. I just, Everyone that's ever supported this podcast, I just legitly feel your support as a person. And I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to do, uh, to listen to whatever diddly squat we put on this, uh, podcast. I, it's just really encouraging. So I just want to say thank you to the people that listen. And, uh, I really appreciate you listening because it's, it's, uh, really encouraging. Yeah. So I've got it pulled up right here. It's actually... Um, by a person named Part Time Sleuth, S L E U T H Sleuth. Or I, I, I'm pretty no, no. I'm pretty sure that's Sleuth. Sleuth. Okay. I definitely <clears throat> did not ever win a spelling bee or even make it to the one that they. <laughs> I, I lost all the time. <laughs> so no, no qualification. But I'm pretty sure that's Sleuth. Okay, so I'm gonna just read their words instead of trying to put words in their mouth and make us sound better than we are. <laughs> So so they said this podcast, well, episode one is what I felt is the heart message of millennials in and out of Christian culture. We are hungering for authentic, honest, and relevant conversation and inspiration for pursuing a relationship with Christ and becoming the church he wanted us to be. Ben and Keith aren't professional podcasters. Thank you. But they are professional lovers of Christ and honest through any questioning, searching, and growth. Overall, great podcast and one I will share with others. Well, thank you, part-time sleuth, for giving us the big thumbs up there at the end. And thank you for sharing us. Please share us. And not for the fact of making us popular. I really don't care about people knowing our name. But... But I feel like there's other people out there that might feel the same way that might Seriously, resonate with that. My, our goal for this is if we can get enough people to speak out and to lift their voices, then there can be change. There can be revolution. And I think sometimes the church looks at a revolution in a negative connotation. But when yeah. you think about it, like... Revolution changes things, and sometimes things need to be changed. I mean, if you look at the Protestant Reformation itself, if Martin Luther wouldn't have put the 95 Theses on the Catholic Church door, there wouldn't be what we're, what we're having right now. We would, we would still be in where everything is 100% Catholicism, not saying there's anything wrong with that. Yeah, no, but in the, t- the 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 whole point of that topic you're bringing up isn't that it was thank goodness we're not Catholic. The point is thank goodness that someone spoke up against the corruption that was present there. Not like I mean, so Martin Luther disagrees with Catholics on some points. Whatever, that's not the point. The point is that there was some really messed up stuff going on, and someone stood up for truth for the humanity of the day and awesome stuff came out of it. And I feel like we're kind of in that spot again, that there's just some really awful, like staunch hypocrite 
bull crap going on yeah. in the church. And that's not to say that it's going on in all churches, but like there are issues that we need to talk about because what the heck is going on? When was the last time that someone gave an opinion that wasn't handed to them? Yeah. So let's let, like, like you said earlier, let's get our voice back. So that that's awesome. And I just want to say to, to the, the reviews and everything and whatever, I really feel like I can, I can take all of the past six, seven times that I went, I could take uh, all the times I went to church in the past six months, I think, add them up and, you know, get whatever the spiritual experience there was. And I think I've had more of an encouragement, empowerment, and oh, man, feel yeah. more connected to my destiny just from all of you guys giving reviews and things 100%, like that. Yeah. I feel more encouraged and empowered spiritually by the interaction that we just that uh, like uh, that had with you that we've had with people liking and sharing the podcast. I feel so much more connected spiritually through all that than I did from my the last you know little stint that I went to church. I didn't get what I'm getting now, and it's awesome. Yeah, I, I love and, you. And, and yeah, I love you too. We all we both love you. Got all you guys so much for the support. And um, but one thing that I really love is just hearing the response from people of like, you know, my sister and uh, you know this guy on iTunes and so many other people who are just saying like you are saying the things that we're all thinking Mm -hmm. and I want to motivate people. I want to move people. My, my goal in this, there's no underlying goal. We don't have some kind of root goal of what kind of change we want to see, but what I would like to see Mm -hmm. is for people to get their voice and whatever you're thinking in your head, get it out there. Like, Whatever questions you have, you know, if you're currently attending a church, if you have questions for them, bring it up. Ask, bro. Yeah. Ask those questions. Like whatever is going on in your head, whatever you got going on, like don't keep it in your head. Because for for me, I did that for so long. It was just like poison. And it. Yeah, dude, it's if you hold those questions in and, and you just don't say anything and you accept the way that it is, even though it doesn't make sense, you're literally you're literally just coming to a place where you're saying it's OK for this to not resonate with me. Let's just go through the motions. You know what I mean? It's like, that's what churches preach. It's, it's surrendering. (laughs) It's, it's surrendering authentic faith and authentic love to, to, I mean, just, just literally giving up on it. You just kind of give up on authentic love and authentic faith because you're not supposed to ask questions because that's doubting. And if you doubt, then you're getting away from faith. And I totally disagree. Not that I want everyone to be like questioning everything for the rest of your life. Everybody leave church right now. (laughs) No, not at all. But what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is ask questions. Don't hold them in. Don't let them die. Because if that stays unresolved in your spirit, it's going to be, it's going to become like a poison fakeness that you carry around. And then you know what you're going to eventually that poison fakeness will turn itself into a worldview and you'll be recognizable as 80% of American Christians that 
it's not, it's just like, there's something missing. That's like, unfortunately, that's the, the, the mark is that it just doesn't really make sense. It seems ingenuine and I don't see it really. I don't see what, what's the value there in that whole Christianity thing is if you want to keep it genuine and you want to keep it authentic, ask questions, speak up. It is not wrong for you to say, pastor, I don't get it. And that doesn't make any sense. It's totally okay for you to say that. Please for you to say, I don't believe the same thing as you. Cause I think, oh my church, gosh, yes. yeah, I think churches give off this personification that we all have to be uniform. We all have to go through this same teaching experience. We all have to believe the same thing, but you don't like the house church that we're a part of right now, which I love, but the main yeah. thing I love, which hopefully we'll get that tied up more in the podcast and just, in yeah. the future. But sorry, I totally bad interruption. You just but go, man. The thing I love most about our house church is the fact that we don't all believe the same thing. Yes, we all believe Jesus is Lord. We believe that he's the Lord of our lives. We love God more than anything else, and we want to follow him. But we can disagree on convictions. We can disagree on whether cussing is right or wrong, drinking is right or wrong, or not even right or wrong, but if we do it in our lives. And we can disagree on what church itself needs to be like, we can disagree on things and still be part of the same body of Christ because that's what we are. And it just pees me off, dude, for the lack of better words or words that I can't or choose not to say on this podcast. Dude, that was, that was beautiful, Keith. It makes me so angry because you yeah. look at churches and they're like, oh, we've got it all together. We've kind of like what we talked about in our previous podcast of like, you know, we've got what all the other churches need. And then you can look at the church down the street and say, oh, well, they're wrong. But this, yeah. the church down the street is looking at you and saying the same exact thing. Now, how great would it be if every church in the city could come together and say, you know what? We don't all agree, but you know what? We all love Jesus and we all want to see people know the love of God. I mean, I can tell you a couple things that would happen is that all of the confused looks of all of the non-Christians that are like, do you guys like believe the same thing, right? You know, like, well, why do you all not like each other so much? Yeah. What's what's yeah. going on with that? You know, like all that animosity, like I, well, this is a totally different topic for a different podcast, but I hate the idea of denominations and you're different than me and blah, yeah. blah, blah. And you got to believe like this. I, I just feel like as long as we're so close to the, to the key central issues of faith and Christianity, why are we so separate? Why does it got to be so much like mm-hmm. that's you and this is me. And those are different things. It's okay to be different, but why can't we just be so much more together? Yeah. And I think that I think that even the church wants that. Like even if there's someone who's involved in a church or someone who's like on the eldership board at a church and you're listening to the podcast, I know that you want to be involved with other churches more, but it just doesn't happen for some weird reason. Well, the reason I, is I, because everyone's looking at each other weird. Like the Anglicans are looking at the uh, you know, the, uh, charismatics weird and the charismatics are looking at the Baptist weird and everyone's like, well, they don't agree what I believe well with what I agree with. So I can't be on the same page as him. 
That's because charismatics are freaking weird. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. But back to that whole point of just like, this isn't just in the church. This is in society as a whole. And man, I'm, I'm going to not soapbox here because we got some other stuff we want to talk about. But like, yes, it is so, so frustrating to me that people have lost the ability to disagree in culture. If oh, you disagree, yeah. the answer to a disagreement is either a I can be smarter than you so that you'll eventually agree with me or I can be tougher than you so you'll eventually disagree. There's there uh, so you'll eventually agree. There's no way to like just agree to disagree and have peace. There has to be a battle of wits, a battle of might to resolve that conflict to where someone forces someone else to conform to their beliefs and then we can all be happy. We are not going to be like cool as a church, as a culture, as a society. Again, we're not going to get past this age of everybody being offended until we can learn how to disagree. Like that is just a non-present skill in today's society. We, I have to be able to talk to you and you say something that really is just like counterintuitive to who I am as a person. And I'm like, wow, that's so different. And I, I have no idea how you believe that, but I respect you. Do you want to hang out? You know, and like I'm willing to see the good in you past the disagreement that we have until churches and society itself starts to do that. We're going to continue to be a separate, segregated. Everybody's angry at each other. There's all this hostility in every facet of our lives until we learn how to disagree again. Just like make disagreement great again is I'm going to hashtag that. (laughs) Yeah. And there's a lot to be said about that. And, you know, I have my own thoughts, too, that I would add in there. But um, that's another topic for another time we can go into. I want to bring up uh, one other aspect of the support that I really appreciate. And uh, Mm -hmm. it's a story that was shared with us um, that um, the person asked, you know, specifically not to be named. But uh, they this person has she uh, he she whoever it was listened to the podcast and really appreciated i guess and i i I hate saying this because i feel like i'm like building myself up as like this awesome person with like so many cool things to say but like i'm just a normal dude like with words yeah thoughts so (laughs) with words and stuff and then i talk sometimes (laughs) but this person really enjoyed what we had to say and thought it was very like honest and real um and they've been going through a tough time and recently made a decision to um a a decision in their life to step out of a situation that they were in and i don't know how much of the story that i want to share because even they even they were like well you can share just leave my name out of it but honestly at this point i I really don't want to put too much out there yeah um but just the, the fact that you know they went through all the effort to write out this you know lengthy message to to uh, show their support for everything we're doing and different people who have, you know, shared our statuses on Facebook and, you know, commented on the podcast and, you know, said what a, what a help it was and everything. Honestly, this is all for you guys. This is, this isn't for me. I don't want to be, I don't want to be famous. I don't want to be known. I don't care if anyone ever knows who Keith and Ben are. 
if we can help people get their voice back, like one of the names that one of the names I know we debated while creating this podcast was voices of the church. So, I mean, our whole goal in all of this is for you guys to get your voice back, you know, to stand up and say something isn't right. There are entire generations of people who are leaving church because they see something is just gross. Something doesn't look right. Something doesn't feel right. But they're told just to shut up and deal with it. Well, I don't think that needs to happen. I think you need to question because they're not. So I mean, I think the church. I have one more topic, and then you can go. You you go. I think the church, as it is, it's either going to evolve or it's gonna die. (laughs) Yeah, uh, yeah, I totally agree. I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna phoenix, bro. It's gonna totally just fall apart and go to crap, and then from the ashes. I think. Yeah. What's What's Daniel Bastia say in the ruins? I think there's gonna be healing. Oh, that song. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a freaking good one, man. It resonates with me for sure. Uh, but uh, yeah, stuff and things. I forget where that point was going that I had. Yeah. That I. Oh, oh yeah, no, no, no the. That you're talking about, like the church is just telling people to shut up. The thing is that they're telling people to do worse things than shut up. It's not just like, don't talk about your opinions. It's like, oh, your opinions are doubting and they're actually going to hurt your faith. And you need to not just hold in your opinions. You need to throw your opinions away and you need to throw your questions away. You need to throw that part of yourself away so that you can believe what is what, what truth is and what truth is always ends up being what our small circle of believers or our denomination believe. So it's, it's literally not like be quiet about it and continue to have questions and seek things out and search for answers. It's like searching for answers. That sounds like you don't actually believe your faith. Your faith isn't authentic because you have questions. It's totally the opposite. Your faith is authentic because you have questions. If you're oh, not yeah. one, if you if you don't ask questions, you're what what do you have except what someone else gave you? And that's the definition of unauthentic. It's like the the whole model is, and it's not intentional. I don't think that pastors are evil, but it, just the way that it's set up. But you're, it's like you said, it's gross. It's missing something because we're told to throw away the part of ourselves that makes our faith authentic. The part of us that's like, no, I actually do care enough to oh, yeah. not stop asking questions. Oh, I mean, and we do that even further than even further than uh, questions and beliefs. But even the way we dress, the way we act, like, oh no, like it's I can. Terrible. Okay, so I was thinking about this earlier. Okay, I'm going to give you a description, guys, (laughs) right now. And this is going to be a description of every worship leader, every male worship leader, ages 20 (laughs) to 30, from the feet up. You ready? Oh, no. Okay, so from the feet up, just imagine a camera panning upward on stage. Mm -hmm. Okay, you see cool, probably like brown or black boots, right? Yeah, yeah. And then a a pair of, of skinny jeans, and then okay. like a really like a like a either probably either like a, a dress up shirt, like a but a cool button up shirt with cool designs on it or like a large white tee with a leather jacket. 
And then, yeah, oh yeah, that, that that's true. Or maybe like a uh, slightly oversized flannel that's just kind of like with the yeah. sleeves rolled up on the side. <laughs> yeah. And then like an arm tattoo, just so you know, like you know they mean business. They've got a tattoo, yeah. so, so that you know they're edgy and they're not religious because they got a tattoo. Exactly. And uh, they're probably playing an acoustic guitar and singing, and uh, and they uh, they have a. Uh, I mean, they're a worship leader, right? That's kind of given that they're probably playing an instrument and singing. Well, yeah, that's true. (laughs) That's true. And they either have their haircut is either like an undercut or like some kind of man bun and they have a beard. So I just described to you like every white male worship leader, (laughs) ages 20 to 30, which is probably at like most of your churches. (laughs) No, but hey, just to be fair, if you look like that and you're out there and you're listening to this podcast right now. If that's now, your authentic look, you, you go you, for it. You are completely, it is possible that you're 100% authentic. And this is not a, we're not crucifying that image if it's attached to anyone. We're What we're going after with that whole point is that it's too predictable. If yeah. if it all if it's all the same, somebody's probably just not quite as genuine as they'd like to believe. Just uh, just like throwing yeah. that out there. But the the thing is, it's not about the worship leader or the design of the people or everything. It's just it's the whole thing. It just is too similar. Too, it's not diverse enough, or it's not. Um, what's the word? It's too symmetrical. It's so symmetrical that it's yeah. gross. You know what I mean? That, that's that's kind of what I'm getting at. There is just that there's nothing new, and yeah. it all and it all just changes. Like if you know it, like there's there's a trend in Christian culture. Like if one church does something and then that works, you'll notice every church around them copying and yeah. putting their own little like, touch to that thing. Which, which is there, – there's two sides to the coin is from a business perspective is that it, it does make it feel a lot less like a family and more like a business because that's how other businesses operate. Like yeah. for, for example, I work in the cell phone industry and whenever one company like AT&T comes out with something, Verizon copies. And when Verizon comes out with something, AT&T copies, yeah. it's just that's how business works. So it makes you feel like the church is less of a family and more like a business when you see stuff like that. But to give to, – to just not totally bash pastors, if their church – if some in some aspects is like a business, they would be smart to copy what works and reproduce it so that they can be more successful. And at the end of the day, they're thinking this is gonna this is gonna produce more uh, uh, ability for us to save more souls and do more for the kingdom of God and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, when you zoom out and you look at the big picture, it just kind of makes it look disingenuous. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, to not transition a whole lot, but transition a little bit, I just want to say about this podcast that Keith and me are both in places where we do not know everything. And there's a there's question marks on more things now than there probably has ever has been in our life. But I honestly think we're at the most authentic place that we've been in our lives. I just want to say this, that put it out there and I apologize if this is uh, disappointing for some people, but 
I, with this whole podcast, I could be totally wrong. I want to throw that out there that I am, I'm open to the fact that I am wrong. And if you want to, on any point that we bring up, I am totally open to discussion. If you'd like to discuss it with us, uh, feel free to message us personally on the Pilgrims and Prodigals uh, Facebook page. If you have questions and want to talk, I want to talk too. I'm not saying I'm right about all this stuff. All I'm doing is sharing my heart. I'm seeking right now, and I'm letting people know that I don't know everything, but this is how I really feel apart from – all of the other premeditated, you know, the, the preconceived notions that I had my entire life. This is just a picture of me taking a journey and asking questions and figuring stuff out. And the same thing with Keith. But the point is that this is not meant to be a teaching moment and we're not trying to instruct Christian culture on how to be. No, I just, I, I, I just feel ways and I want to talk about it. Well, this is who I, this is who I am and I'm sharing it with people. This is not the truth. I'm not going to put the truth up there. I'm going to put, this is seeking. This yeah. is searching. This is me wrestling with God. I'm not saying that I'm right on any of these points. And if you disagree, I really want to talk to you and figure, I want to, I want to hear what you have to say. Cause I'm, open to being wrong. And that's so much of what's made this past, you know, three months of my life amazing is that I've just been open to being wrong and that being corrected, thinking about things. So I just want to throw that out there is that my intention with this podcast isn't to instruct Christian culture or have you mold your life after mine. This isn't a leadership podcast. No, this this isn't. I mean, this is literally just like, this is me and my bro and we talking about life right now. You know, if I could interject just for a second, whatever you need to interject, I'm going to just, I scooted my chair back. So you go ahead. Okay. So the, the name Pilgrims and, Pilgrims and Prodigals really hints to everything that Ben was just talking about. You know, we're on a journey, and I think in life, this journey, on this journey, we're either one or two things. We're either pilgrims on our way home, on our journey towards God, towards Jesus, towards heaven, or we're running away and we're prodigals on a journey towards trying to fill that hole in our heart. And this, like I said, this isn't uh, an evangelical thing. I'm not trying to witness to everyone on here and say, you know, Jesus needs to fill that hole in your heart. Even though I completely believe that, I'm not trying to tell that to anybody. That's not your motive. That's not my motive. I'm just saying that we're on a journey, man. And the more we allow ourselves to really open up and just go through this journey, the more free we're going to be. You know, and I I think about like, because all of the, this podcast is based around religion. And I think, you know, what is true religion, you know, not to get biblical or preachy. Oh God, here we go. But I mean, the Bible talks about, you know, true religion is caring for the widows and the orphans, you know, caring for the, the people who are next to you and around you, you know, Mm -hmm. and even when the Pharisees came to Jesus and they were like, you know, what's the greatest commandment, man? He was like, love God and love people. And to just to go back to our house church for a minute, that's like the mission behind everything that we're doing there. You know, we want to love God and we want to love people. And that's, that's literally my life right now. I don't care. I <laughs> don't that's care. That's it has to be. That's it. That's Jesus told you. Yeah. That's basically what it needs to be. 
like we're we're pilgrims and prodigals and we're on a journey home and if i can love somebody where they at that's all i care about man if love you're if at. you're if you're listening to this and you're not a christian i don't care please listen <laughs> yes you know, thank you i'm not trying to evangelize to you i'm not going to tell you you know what sins are you dealing with you know if you don't if you don't work that out you're and you die tonight you're going to hell just so you know you know, I'm, oh I'm not. I'm not trying to do that. I'm not trying to, you know, bash it into your skull that you need Jesus. Because most likely, yeah. if you are a human being on the planet Earth and you are not a part of a isolated tribe in South America, you know who Jesus is. You know the gospel. You've heard it before. So yeah. I'm not trying to bash it into your brain. But yeah. what yeah, I, I mean, am, what I am offering is open discussion about what is jesus what is religion what is all this crap what is real truth and what's man-made traditions and that's that's what this podcast for me is about we're pilgrims and we're prodigals and we're on a journey going somewhere and i just i just want to figure out where i'm going I, I, yeah, dude, I, I just resonate with that. the, The point that you're making about, uh, the pilgrims and prodigals in the name right there that the, the whole point of, I, I keep saying the whole point, just a point involved in this whole thing is that so often, actually you never see this in Christian culture, never where, okay, maybe not never cause you're seeing it in some places, but it, 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 for the most part you, you don't, Sorry. Uh, God bless you, Keith. <laughs> I really hope that the <laughs> may the Lord cause his face to shine upon you, son. Yeah. <laughs> no, but um, the with pilgrims and prodigals, we're, we're all on a journey. Like if you're a pilgrim, you're you, you're not you haven't arrived. You're not like setting up shop here. You're not established. I mean, you're 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 on a journey. You're going somewhere. Life is rough. And you're going to about to deal with it. If you're a prodigal, same thing. You're running around trying to figure your life out. You're walking through it and you don't know what's going on. I mean, pilgrims and prodigals are almost the same freaking exactly. thing. There's almost the same freaking thing. So why do we, why is it so hard for Christian culture or just Christians in general to say like, yeah, I'm totally open to being wrong. Let's figure this thing out. I'm on a journey. I haven't arrived. So I don't know everything. The whole, the, the whole of Christian culture in the spectrum is like, no, no, no. I know. I know that I know that I know <laughs> that this is what I believe in. And I mean, I get it. That's what you've been taught that faith looks like. Yeah. But I mean, if you heard God's voice, chase it. If you have wrestled with God and he has spoken to you, go and say that you know because he's interacted with you and you believe it and that's your faith. Go for it. But what I'm saying is that like if he hasn't spoken to you and you've accepted somebody else's words, that is not something you need to defend to the death. And that's what's happening in culture is that people aren't acting like pilgrims and they're not acting like prodigals. Everybody's acting like kings and queens, which is just not the way that it works. Like we don't, we don't own truth. I'm just, I'm sorry. We just, we don't as people, we don't own truth. We are on a journey and we're trying to figure it out. Let's talk about it and be willing to be wrong. Unlike the majority of Christian culture that's like, no, I'm not willing to be wrong. I believe this and it's right. The Bible says, and I mean, bro, the Bible says a lot of stuff. Like, I mean, 
<laughs> you know, like just just be yeah. open to the fact that maybe you don't have perfect, intense clarity of all I things mean, that like, are. Like I'm even willing to to admit, like if you can prove to me like God's not real at all and that everything that I've believed is a complete myth, like I'm willing to admit that I've been a prodigal, but based off what I've seen and what I've known, yeah. I yeah, I completely believe God to be true, but at the same time, like I'm not close minded to anything, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I definitely have it's just been recently that I've opened myself up to this whole idea of this, you know, letting go of certainty and all that stuff. Yeah. And and I don't know, man, like I really have just started to shift all the weight in my spiritual relationships with God or you know, I, I've started to shift all the weight to the experiences that I've had, not all of the weight, obviously. I mean, I believe that the experience that I've had discovering like where the Bible came from and how, how it was put together makes me believe that it's a pretty legit thing, but I'm putting more and more weight on my spiritual experiences and what God is speaking to me and what I'm feeling spiritually more and more and more. And it's making me have to depend on, you know, like reaching out to God for answers more than I did before. I was pretty set and secure and less desperate than I am now. And I feel like as a pilgrim, the desperation that you have leads you to a really amazing spiritual experience as a prodigal, that desperation that you experience and that unsureness that you have leads you to an amazing spiritual experience, just like the pilgrims and the prodigals talked about in the Bible. But so so many people are just content to not have that and to accept what is given. And I think that it kills, it, it, it kills desperation and it breeds apathy. And that's why there's just so much of that in the church. Yeah. Cause no one, no one's willing to give up the fact that they might be wrong and they're too proud to admit that they're going through stuff and trying to figure life out. Yeah. And they I just think, deny. I think in church, yeah. like there's like the church we used to go to, like they were entire ministries based around the scripture, you know, do not conform to the world, but be transformed, you know, by the renewal of your mind, this and that. And, you know, it's a scripture I definitely believe in, but maybe the context of that wasn't taken in the completely appropriate um, context itself. Um, because, I because I think yeah, that because church itself, it says don't conform to the world, but conform to what we say. You know, it says, it, <laughs> you know, church, that's yeah. what church culture does. It says, don't, yeah. don't conform to what the world says. I, that is right. And don't listen to what the world says you need to do, but listen to us, you know? Yeah. And I think, you know, there is wisdom in the multitude of councils. I believe in scripture, yeah. But I believe truth has to be found on your own. And if I am not living out a gospel that I, if I'm living out a gospel I have not experienced, there's no truth in that. It's just me taking someone else's word like this is who God is. Like I want to live out a gospel that I have felt, that I've heard, that I've believed. And I know that we said we didn't want to get too preachy and too religious on this podcast, but maybe this episode... That's like the majority of what we do is get preachy. I'm sorry. It's yeah. just I'm being authentic. <laughs> yeah, may, maybe it's it's just going to morph into that. And if you're not okay with that, I'm really sorry, but this is probably what it's going <laughs> to be. We're, we're trying, okay? We're trying to figure this out. <laughs> we're trying to be edgy and cool and like 
modern. Maybe we need to like move to Seattle or California and we'll learn from those guys. So, I mean, I, we can just, I mean, this is, this is freaking 2017 Keith. We can just watch YouTube videos of people from Seattle and California. We could probably figure it out. Yeah. No, wait, 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 wait. We're, we're becoming, we're becoming what we just <laughs> talked about. We're not trying to no, no, back to authenticity. I'm from Indiana. I was raised <laughs> behind a cornfield and yeah, okay. yeah, well, make it back in. Right again. <laughs> oh no! No. Uh, yeah, oh, I'm joking. Okay, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, I think that this podcast is uh, this episode. I know we said we want to make our episode shorter, but I think that it's like somehow going to go just as long as the last one. I know. I feel <laughs> it's like so it is. bad. We're going to get good at this. We're going to get good at like wrapping up episodes and everything like that. We haven't that. even got to our topics yet. I know. And I think we only really, I mean, we probably only have time for one tonight unless okay. you're, unless you're like, yeah, bro, I'm going all night. <laughs> I mean, I don't have anything to do. It's a Friday night. I've had a couple drinks, so I'm good. So. <laughs> right on, man. Hey, I, I got to work tomorrow and my wife's off tomorrow. So <laughs> I'm going to be, I'm going to be, I'm going to try and be in full swing tomorrow. So I, I don't want to, I don't want to rock this until like three o'clock in the morning, but all right, it hey, just, hit your topic. Okay. So, uh, unless you had something to say, in which case go for that. You do whatever you want, bro. Like it's, <laughs> you, no, you I just wanted to say, good. I wanted to say, I wanted to say, um, how much of a so, jerk I am. No, 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 okay. no, no. God dang it. Keith. <laughs> um, no, but I listened to our last podcast way more than I should have. Like I'm probably 10% of the views on that bad boy, but, uh, I listened to it and there's so many things, so many things that we say that, uh, it's just like, I, I, I want to ask the world out there that's listening to forgive us because we came from such a Christian culture that it's like deeply embedded in us to speak Christianese. And if yeah. you don't know, if you don't know what Christianese is, it's that language that like nobody else in the world except for Christians uses. Like nobody, I, I don't feel like very frequently I go to my place of work and someone's like, uh, yeah, this job we're doing, my heart for this job is that we just, my heart, <laughs> my, my, my heart for this job is just that we, we really connect with one another and make the business more productive. And I just want to share my heart for a second because this is my heart on the issue and that share my heart. This is my heart language is just like, so Christian. And so there's, I can't even think of all the freaking stuff that we say. That's just like, it's just because it was the lingo that we came from. So I want to briefly apologize. People are like, for, who's Martin Luther? What the heck? Yeah. <laughs> Is it, was that that, was that, that, uh, that black guy who helped oh, people be free? <laughs> like, Yes, it was. And he's an amazing man. But there's also this uh, more white and more German guy that uh, tried to mess with the Catholic Church back in the day. But uh, so – all this to say is this, I just want to apologize. We're going to work on this talking more like normal people, but we haven't been around like, uh, our, our, our cultural circle wasn't really normal for a oh, long, man. long time where so it was weird. where, where it's just like, uh, this is my heart on the issue. And we just like, you know what I, I feel I, like? I, yeah. Yeah. What I do feel you feel like? like? Share your heart. On, share your heart on the issue. All right, this is my heart. This is my feelings, my convictions right here, man. 
<laughs> no, but in all reality, what I feel like is a homeschool kid who's like thrust yes. into like yes. public school, and I'm like, what the heck, dude? Like, what do I do? Yeah, yeah. You are the social skills don't look like everybody else's. They look kind of like different, and uh, yeah. So. I just wanted to apologize for that. If there's, if there's things that we say that just don't make freaking any sense at all, then you go right ahead and just judge us for it. Cause we deserve it. Cause it's weird. <laughs> so I just wanted to say, I apologize for some of the really out there Christian lingo, but there's some people out there that get it. If you've been in some weird circles like we have, then, then that makes sense. But yeah, I just wanted to apologize for the Christianese uh, on the podcast and we're working that out. Hey guys, this is Ben, and I just wanted to make one thing clear before we actually dig into this issue. My passion is for you guys, the listeners, and we care about people way more than we care about cussing or not cussing. It's about the people more than it's about anything. So just because we see no problem with it objectively doesn't mean that it can't be harmful in some context, and we understand that. So we don't present this topic in order to get people to abandon their convictions or change them on account of us. We we only want to present to people that it's okay to figure this stuff out between you and God. You don't have to work it out between you and common Christian practice because common Christian practice isn't the hope that we have. Our hope is in Jesus. So we're trying to ask you personally, what are your convictions? How do you feel about it? It's okay to ask yourself that question. But I do want to state before we go into it plainly that I think we should use wisdom and control our tongues in ways that don't harm people. From where I'm standing, that's how the issue shakes out. And that's where I see God's heart. But I also mean every word about what's what we talk about in the podcast that's coming up. So I hope you guys enjoy. That to, to talk about to talk about things seriously and really really get down to it like it's an actual issue. Um, I I th- I mean I I'm personally okay with cussing. I don't know where you're at on the issue, Keith, but like for me, there's there's nothing between me and God that is any different from let's say I'm at work and I'm frustrated and this day sucks and I'm, and I, and I walk in, I walk away from my work area and I'm by myself in the parking lot and I'm just like, this sucks. This is literally the worst day ever. This stinks. I can't believe I'm going through this. This is insane. This is outrageous. It's not fair. If I, that, if that is replaced by, by, swear word after swear word, just like I walk away from my work area and swear repeatedly. I don't think that God is like, well, yeah, sir, yeah. Like there's really, no, you're really uh, using some colorful language. Aren't you there, mister? You know, like I don't think no, that. Yeah. Like I have, I have a challenge that I kind of like thought of earlier this week. Like, like what if, you know, talking to the listeners out there, you didn't know me at all. I walked up to you, you know, and said, you know, hi, my name's Keith. You know, I love the Lord with all my heart. You know, I do my best to follow his will. And, you know, I've got callings on my life and I just love God, you know, want to follow him every day. You know, you wouldn't think anything less of me, but if I put a little pause in there and then said, you know, what would you think of me? You know, and in my mind, I don't see anything differently like and in christianity all we've done is replaced it instead of instead of fuck we say freak instead of shit we say crap you know we've created and there are some cuss words we've even allowed like 
Like it's so like it's okay to say piss, but it's not okay yeah. to say shit. And that's something that yeah. I've always <laughs> questioned. Like like why is that okay? I don't yeah, get I, it. I yeah, I mean there's some for for whatever reason there's some words that are more acceptable than others like it, it's some like I've I've heard worship pastors of like mega churches, you know, like say things like that was badass. Yeah. Or like you know, what the you know, what, what the hell I'm pissed. That's badass. Th- those are things that like somehow they're making their way into culture of people that don't swear and they are somehow more acceptable. I feel like they're less painful swear words than others, but they're not right, as abrupt. Like they're yeah, not as, they're not as off putting of a tone as, you know, say other I, words. I don't, yeah, I don't know, man, but I, I will say this is that like coming from, the culture that we came from in, in church circles, like I, I'm really sure that I preached a sermon where in the sermon I, I was like, and, and Jesus doesn't freaking care about whatever kind of crap you're involved in. <laughs> you need to just get over yourself and focus on him or you're screwed. And like literally uh, several of those words could have been replaced with the F word. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, 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 I meant the exact same thing, except I just didn't say it because it was wrong to me. You know what I mean? And so at the crux of the issue is that as Christians, we communicate so frequently the exact same way that the world does. But because of our word choices, we feel like we're closer to God. And I think that's absolute bullcrap. Now, like for me, for, for me, it, I would be totally disingenuine if I came on the podcast and came out as like, oh, hey, guys, I'm coming out of the swearing closet. And I just want to say like, hold on, everyone, just just give me a moment here. And then just like and just started like I'm not. And this is just I want to get to the issue of authenticity here is that. I just don't swear a whole lot. Like it, because I came Same from here. a culture, it's just not in my wheelhouse to exactly. like every time I need to say like that is freaking stupid. I don't need to say the F word because it's not what's natural to me. And I have no desire to like, oh, oh I'm exploring cussing and I want to mm-hmm. test the limits and create new swear words. And my like it's just I don't I don't want to. <laughs> This is such a weird conversation because no one ever has it. But like as Christians, uh, why is it bad? Well, we have we have conversations like this. We're just finally hitting the record button on them. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I guess you're right. We do have conversations, but no one in the mainstream is having conversations like this, I guess. But why is it so wrong to swear? Like at, at the bottom of it, why is why is it that? That like, let's say I'm someone who isn't hip to Christian culture, but I really fall in love with Jesus and I haven't quite gotten the hang of not swearing yet. Why would you put the brakes on putting me in a ministry where I can love on people and share the love of Jesus and even preach the gospel? Why would you put the brakes on the gospel in my life just because of the word choices that I make? It doesn't really make sense to me how much weight we put on that in Christian culture. Like we would literally be like, Hey man, you're not ready for this. You need to stop swearing. And that is just like, I don't, I, yeah. I don't 
for me, I don't see that as, as a huge issue anymore. I know it says in the Bible, it says, let no unwholesome speech come from your mouth. Focus on these things that are pure and holy and don't focus on things that are vile and yada, yada, yada. There, there's, there's a lot of uh, control your tongue and be a master of it. Don't let it be a master of you. There's tons of scriptures that talk about the way that we talk. I'm not saying that like God doesn't care about the things that we communicate, but the word choices, it's just not a huge deal. Like yeah, it's just, it's just not a big thing, man. Look, I can, I can communicate more offense to you mm-hmm. by saying things without curse words in them. than I can say, Hey man, that was effing cool. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, cause like there's, I, there's, there's literally nothing, nothing to me. There's that. nothing unwholesome about that. Or like, you know, take words that are Christian acceptable. Like, like to say something was like, uh, there was nothing unwholesome about that statement. I literally said that was, was cool. It, yeah. It was a compliment. <laughs> like it was yeah. just a compliment, but see the it's, I really think that it's just tradition, man, that like, it's just become that like, because someone said that these words are bad, they now apply to this scripture. And that is just not the way that I don't even think that most Christians want the Bible to work like that. They don't want that. Like what culture says is bad to be applicable to the scripture. They want what the Bible says is bad to be applicable to the culture. I think that that's not even what they're going for, but, but it is, it happens so frequently in our culture where it's just like, it's so frowned upon. It's literally like, like people will, bands will be dropped from like huge bands, huge Christian bands will be dropped from Christian festivals. If they say a swear word, it's literally that bad. It's like leprosy. Like if you just say a swear word and you're a Christian artist or a pastor and someone catches you cussing, Oh boy, your career is just like, you're going to have to go find some other religion to be a part of you nasty sinner. How dare you say such things? And God does not, care. He just doesn't care. Now, I mean, there's more that I could talk about. I don't want to just talk about this the whole time. I want to give you time to talk too. Mm -hmm. So if you have thoughts, feel free to just interrupt me because I I could go all night on this. Okay. So one thing that really, you know, since we're on the topic of, of cussing and I feel like I can just express myself and be vulnerable. One thing that really me off, dude, is like that argument of just that argument that says, well, if it's not benefiting, why do it? Well, why play video games? Why get on Facebook and check your phone? Why am I sitting here podcasting right now? Why check my calendar? Why go to freaking work? If I'm not yeah. preaching the gospel, why do anything? Why am I breathing right now if I'm not preaching the gospel with everything that I am? So to me, that argument is completely invalidated because those same people who are saying, well, if it's not benefiting the kingdom, why do it? Well, why do you have hobbies? Why do you do other things that don't benefit the kingdom? Like, you know, even pastors, like, why do you, like, if you're saying that it's not all right to cuss because it's not benefiting the kingdom, why do you go golfing? Why do you shoot bows? Why do you shoot guns? Why do you do things that aren't Christian? You know, because there's literally no difference. It's a, it's a Christian cop out. It's an excuse that's completely, in my opinion, invalidated and makes no sense whatsoever. Yeah, I mean, and I get where you're coming from because, like, 
if a pastor goes golfing, that could cause someone to stumble because they could be like, oh, he's using church's money to go golfing and spending it on himself. Yeah. Or like if a pastor buys a nice car, you know, he they could be like, whoa, that pastor drives a nicer car than than I do. And he's buying that with other people's money that's supposed to be for Jesus. And I want to back up and say there's nothing wrong with a pastor driving a nice car, even if it offends someone. If your congregation is okay with whatever money they pay you, yeah. you should be able to buy whatever car you want and not be afraid of uh, like, oh, well, uh, it's offensive. And you should be able to be- go golfing. Like that's not your job to not just like dance around yeah. as a as a puppet but on a stage. if you can do your thing, for- I can do mine. I, exactly. And, and so <laughs> and mine I doesn't totally, even cost money. It's just a word I like to use. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the point that I the, the point that I think you're trying to make is that you, if you can't apply that to all areas that like if it's not beneficial, then why do it? I mean, if you want to take it that deep, we can go that deep. But your life, it's going to mess it up in a big way that you're not really happy with. And I don't think that God wants us to do that. I don't think that God's intention with all of the talk in the Bible of liberty and set you free, whom the sun sets free is free indeed. I don't think the goal there is to crank that collar so tight around every Christian that there's nothing present in their lives except preaching the gospel and what's effective for not offending people. That's just how you squeeze the life and genuineness out of people. Mm-hmm. That's not what God's looking for. And, and and now we're not even really on the topic of cussing so much as we are just like, why would, why would you wear a weight that someone else, that, that Jesus didn't place on you? You know what I mean? And well, that's, crazy. What, that's, like, that's what frustrates me. Yeah. Going past the topic of cussing, like what you have in Christianity, which I love Jesus with all my heart, but just like Christianity and what we've made, it just really makes me want to puke sometimes. Like the traditions and legalistic mindsets that we have, you know, we tell, we tell the sinner, Hey, come to Jesus as you are. It's okay. But as soon as they, they're like, Oh yeah, sure. Yeah. I want Jesus. All of a sudden we tell them, Hey, here's 50 ways you have to change your life. So we tell people, (laughs) we tell people, come as you are. It doesn't matter. Jesus loves you. But then when they finally arrive and they show up to meet Jesus, we're like, oh yeah, all that crap we said before, it was all wrong. You have to change everything about yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, don't get me wrong when you, I mean, whenever I met Jesus, because aside from what I've been taught in my life, I really feel like I've, I have experienced God and I fully believe in Jesus with what I've experienced from him. I'm just going to let him be the master of what is what I'm supposed to look like. I just want to, I just want to let him tell me how to be not so much all the weights that people want to, to put on me. And And I'm not even saying that there's no change because obviously when you, when there's a transition in your life, that's that abrupt and like, and you know, cause I'm not trying to downplay salvation. Like the, the day I got saved and I won't go into like my, my testimony, or like <laughs> yeah, yeah, anything yeah. like that. But like when I accepted Jesus and became a Christian, my life did change. But some of that was just tradition that I was told I was supposed to do. But there were a lot of things in my life that I feel like God did change. You know, obviously, when you read the Bible, you understand that, you know, and I'm not trying to go preachy and hellfire here, but 
God does hate sin and he doesn't want sin in my life. But determining what is sin is where the tricky part is. Yeah, absolutely. I think that we are so terrible as Christians at rushing to conclusions on what is sin and what isn't sin. And I think that that's like a really negative part of Christianity is that like this one and that one and this is sin and that's sin and this is sin and that's sin and this is sin. And I truly believe to you that someone could articulate to you. You pick any person out of any church anywhere and they could articulate to you what things are sins better than they could articulate the actual love of God. Yeah. To, to you. I mean like, and I'm just talking about like Joe Schmo that visits the church on a weekly, yearly, only comes on Easter basis that like the, the type of Christians that aren't, that, that, that don't like just pour their lives into the Bible and study it and study and study it. The, the, what you get from Christian culture, it's much easier to pick up what is the bad things that I shouldn't do than it is to pick up what is the good reason that I care to not do those things. Yeah. And, and from that, that really, Two main points on that is um, when the gospel first went to the uh, Gentile church, which was anybody who was not a Jew. So when Jesus came on the scene, he brought the gospel to the nation of Israel. And if Mm -hmm. you were Jewish, you received the gospel. But when Paul came onto the scene, he brought the gospel to the Gentile nations, which Gentile just means the rest of the world. That's not Jewish. (laughs) Yeah. So (laughs) thank you. Thank you for that. Keith. So pretty much the, when Paul came back to meet with the other apostles, they were like, all right, we got to figure out what's going on. Cause obviously God is revealing himself to people who are not Jewish. So they came up with three basic topics because they literally said in that meeting, and you can read this in your own Bible, wherever you're at, that they said, we cannot put the weight of the law on people because it's something we could not even carry. So they were like, we're going to give them these three basic commands. And it was like, abstain from sexual immorality. Don't eat crap offered to idols and don't eat meat with blood in it or something like that. So, yeah. so like the God, it was real. The gospel is really simple to the Gentile church. And I believe it's still supposed to be, but we put so much legalism behind it and so much do this, do that. Don't do this. Don't do that. And we, you know, my second point is we, we bring across a God that's just angry at people. You know, we tell people that there's this, there's this God that he just wants you. And I understand why people hate God because he's not the God that we have given people. Like, If there's one thing I could tell every person who's struggling with their faith, every person who doesn't believe but wants to believe in something, God is not upset at you. He doesn't hate you. You know, and that's that's the message that the Christian church has has shown people that, you know, Mm -hmm. God hates you because. You know, and we, we say it differently. We say God, he doesn't hate the sinner. He hates the sin. But if you got sin in you, he hates you. Yeah. What the heck? Like, what am I I supposed to deduce from that? What (laughs) is that? Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with you that like, this is, this is what I'm going to say is that like, there's so much people hating in, in, uh, Christianity and they don't realize that it's people hating, but like when you, 
to bring a word in that Keith likes to use, when you ostracize people simply because don't they make people ostriches, it's <laughs> not right. When you, when you when you do when you ostracize people simply because they come from a culture where swearing is okay, and they're like when you marginalize people because of something so small, I don't think that you can really relate with the Jesus that bled and died on a cross for the same people that were pounding the nails in his hands. You Mm -hmm. are so far away from where we started with that guy, Jesus and what he did. If he is like saying, father, forgive these people. They know not what they do when they're pounding in nails. Why are we so, why do we have such an aversion and such a, a judgment towards people who literally just don't, they, all they've ever known is just to swear. And and we have an aversion to it and we treat them, we marginalize those people, the people with, and, and I'm just getting into some other stuff, like uh, people with tattoos, people that swear, people that smoke, people that drink, people that do all this stuff that is not explicitly mentioned in scripture, like, hey bro, just so you freaking know, no smoking. Are we good? Clear? Got it? Good. Awesome. No drinking. It doesn't oh, say no. any. It doesn't say any of that. that. It doesn't say any of that. And we still are so passionate about it that we will literally like shun people because they just do things that aren't even in the Bible. That it says it, says, it doesn't even say to not do that. Well, I've got to tell you something, Ben. Yeah, um, I'm probably going to have to shut this podcast off and go to my basement and just like worship and pray before the lord and repent i've had like i've had two drinks tonight so oh man like i've got to repent from my from my alcoholism and my drinking addiction so yeah i I mean i can hear it in your voice man you're drunk as hell No, no, but, uh, but the, the point, the point, I mean, at the end of the day, I guess I, I'm, I'm probably going to say at the end of the day, three times, then we're going to wrap up the podcast three times, because that's another thing from Christian culture. If you're not aware of that, people listening that like Christians like to end things multiple times for whatever reason, that's why, uh, the last, it makes you feel better. Like in sermons, like whenever, (laughs) whenever pastors like, cause it makes you feel like, yes, it's almost over, but then they keep going. So like, they're like giving you a false hope that like it's I, I feel like it's like a ploy to get your attention again like almost done but here's three more I, points it, you know what man like i literally like when i was watching the the end of the return of the king lord of the rings the last one and yeah. you know how they ended it like three or four times i literally was like this is what church feels like yes it just it like, <laughs> but uh, yeah so ba- back on topic is that um I just uh, the whole reason I want to bring this up is just because it's something that I, I'm working through yeah. uh, that like this whole issue is swearing and smoking. And is this bad? Is that bad? Is is this wrong? Is that wrong? We're just addressing things that that I, I personally am working through. And this is where I stand is that I I don't really see anything wrong with swearing. But for those Christian people out there, here's the part where you're going to enjoy what I'm going to say is <laughs> is mm. that that I truly believe that the Bible does teach some type of wisdom when it comes to the words that you say. Yeah. Like for example, uh, it says, speak no unwholesome thing and, and uh, focus on what's pleasant and uplifting. 
and control your tongue. And I really believe in the wisdom of controlling your tongue. Like if you're someone who just loses it and can't help, but just cuss, like just, just loses it. And, you know, and you, and you include your speech in that. I think that there's, there's something to be said for being able to control your mouth and know when to speak and know when not to speak and to know what to speak and to know not what to, and to know what not to speak. I got you. Uh, I, I really believe that. And I, I, on this podcast, uh, Keith, we're going to have to go back through here and, and clean this up a little bit. In my opinion, uh, just because I, I want this podcast to be valuable to families and to children. And, and I, and and I, I do believe that like, if I swear out of place, you know, I might cause someone, I might hurt someone and I don't want to hurt someone with the words that I say, and it's not worth it to me to hurt someone. And I really think that that's where my heart at is on this issue is that like, is there anything wrong with swearing? Absolutely not. Is there something wrong with hurting people with the things that I say, whether they're swear words as we define them or not? I think so. And and I don't want to I don't want to hurt anyone or anything like that with the words that we say. I don't want to steal this podcast from people that listen to it with their families or with their children. So I, I, on the podcast, I, I do want to keep it somewhat clean. And, and just like I would in my life, there's some people that when I get around them, I really will. And this is, I don't think this makes me ungenuine. I think this makes me wise is that I just, I won't swear around them because I don't want to hurt them. If it affects them negatively and it's going to hurt our relationship, there are some people in my lives that I care about that relationship more than the words that I can and can't say around them. Yeah. And I think it, it all, it all comes down to what's the word I'm looking for. Um, understanding your surrounding pretty much, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, like I, I don't think drinking is bad, but yeah. I'm not going to go to work drunk. You know what I'm saying? You know, like, yeah, yeah, I'm not going to wake up and down a six pack and then go to work and expect my boss to be cool with that. And in the same way, like I'm, I'm not opposed to cussing. It's not something that's built into my personal grammar in my own opinion, I feel like there are a lot of other adjectives out there than the F word. So I can find other words to fill those spaces. And I've never really felt the need since I've been a Christian to, to you, to, to cuss, but I'm not opposed to it. Like, you know, in situations where things are emotional, things are tense. Like if a cuss word slips out, I'm not thinking of myself (laughs) as a sinner. Yeah, absolutely. And honestly, I mean, the unsaved people around you are probably, 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 they're probably relieved. They're like, oh, God. Thank so goodness. Like, no, what were we talking this about guy, earlier? This so, guy, this this guy said a swear word. Thank goodness, I don't feel like he's going to be able to judge me. So now I can hang out with this Christian who can't judge me because he said a swear word. Oh, this is going to be a great interaction. Whereas, but if you like, you know what I mean? If they, yeah, if they yeah. know you're, you're a Christian and you don't swear or slip up or do something that makes you look human, they're going to be like, oh god, oh god, he's judging me. Oh man, I'm going to. He thinks I'm going to burn in hell. This guy's probably a total jerk. He's he just uh-huh. thinks I'm a piece of crap and what a you know and and, but the instant that i am with a friend you know what i mean and something happens and i respond and if i include a a swear word in my sentence whenever i'm talking to them i can literally like almost see it in their faces with my friends that aren't saved they're like oh yeah i can relax now exactly i can be myself around this guy and that like drops their defenses whenever you act like you're a human like they are 
And I think that we, we are separating ourselves from some really good friendships and relationships just because of some stupid freaking words yeah. that God in heaven is not like keeping a list of like, Oh, and there's how the many 20s. times did Ben say the F word? <laughs> yeah. I, I literally, there's not an alarm that goes off in heaven where God's like, Oh, Ben, that was number 27 on the F word. You better watch yourself, buddy. You know what I mean? I like God's not counting that kind of stuff. I think he's more concerned with our hearts. Okay. And, so I was, uh, I was yeah, thinking, yeah. and this is something that we, luckily you brought that up. Cause I remember it too, cause we were talking about this earlier before the show and you told me yeah. to bring it up, but I just remembered. So, I mean, if you take, if you made a chart, you know, say like a, a pros and cons chart or so to speak, like if you had on one side, like, you know, a list of unbelievers who were offended by Christians cussing. Yeah. That list would probably be very minimal. I mean, I'm not going to say there's none, but none that I've ever met. Yeah, I I totally agree. But say, say you flip it on the other side and say, how many unbelievers have been offended by Christians who have been hypocritical or judgmental? You know what I'm saying? So I think, yeah, it's off the charts, man. I think we're focused on the wrong issue here. I don't think people care if we cuss. I don't think people care if we drink. I think we care if we do those things. I I know we seem to be the only people with something stuck up our butt about these issues. Yeah. (laughs) Because what the unbelievers see, they see people being hypocritical, people being judgmental, the issues that we really need to figure out. Yeah, I, I totally agree. There's big issues that are totally like hip, hypocrisy and like corruption in the church as far as money goes. And like, oh, all of yeah, this, we haven't even talked about this, that yet. All of this, all of this power struggles and power, uh, power structures and how like certain people are marginalized in the church. There's real problems that are like, well, you know, everybody has problems. That's what we say about those things. And then over here, when it comes to cussing, we're like, oh, well, (laughs) out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks in your heart. (laughs) It's black as night. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yes. But let me go behind this person's back and tell them how horrible of a person they are. Yeah, exactly. So, and then, yeah, it's so true. And then we go home and Christians just need to stop acting like they're better than they actually are. Like, I'm going to be real with you, man. I'm a Christian. Like I, Jesus is the guy. He is the dude in my life. And I still come home and me and, and and me and my wife get in fights every once in a while. How can that happen if Jesus is the Lord of my life? Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, it's because we're human and we don't have everything perfect and it's okay. And we just don't let that shine through in Christianity. It has to be perfect or else something is drastically wrong with your faith and you're probably back. You're probably backsliding. If I have an argument with my wife, if I say a swear word, if I have a drink of alcohol, I'm not backsliding. I mean, I'm just normal. Yes. Well, like what the freak is wrong with you? Well, I hadn't, well, I was actually having a discussion about this with a friend who I know and love and he's a good guy. And I was just trying to feel his heart out earlier. Yeah. Um, there I go with that Christian needs with the heart and all that. Um, but we were talking, we were talking about like, what is authenticity? And I posed yeah. the question, you know, cause he was like, we need to be a light to the world and be authentic for those around us to see. 
you know, I pose the question, well, what is authenticity? Is authenticity being something that you need to be for people around you? Or is authenticity being who you are and people seeing Jesus in spite of you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, yeah, I, that whole issue is that Jesus isn't the most visible whenever we portray ourselves as perfect people. Jesus is the most visible whenever we hold him up against the, the messed up stuff in our lives. And I just like think that if, if the church really wants to be effective in the culture today, it's going to stop trying to just like to use some biblical words, whitewash itself and then hold it up to ne- next to Jesus and see like, look, these two things look like each other and they belong yeah. together. And yeah, dude, I want people to look I, at me and say, dude, you are screwed up. Like your God has to be really <laughs> awesome to love you. Like, <laughs> I don't know if I would exactly go that far, but that was, point, that was more I, of a joke, but no, yeah. Yeah. But, but the, but I mean, in, 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 yeah. in seriousness, like, why is it that I can't talk like, like, why is it that the pastors of the churches of today cannot tell people that they fight with their wives, they say swear words when they stub their toes, that they have a drink of alcohol, that they, why is it so ugly that we can't just be people and love each other? Why is it so far from that? What, like, why? I need to know. That's the answer that I want to know is why are we so, so, um, why do we have such an aversion to all these bad things? And we can't even talk about them in our own lives so that we seem like people. We're Christians. It's different. It's like an alien. Well, the thing is, yeah, the thing is like, if you look at the Bible, it's painted with pictures of men who were imperfect you know people who did even (laughs) after even when you when claiming faith in god did things that were not subject to that old testament and new testament like you know going back to the old testament you could look at people like david who literally while he was the king of israel and he was like hearing god speak and following him and claiming like you know, that kingship over the nation, like went out and, and cheated on his wife and stole another man's wife, even though like it wasn't necessarily cheating on his wife because polygamy was a thing back then. They had multiple wives and stuff like that. So that was, that wasn't really a thing, but the fact that he stole another man's wife and sent yeah. him out to a battlefield to be killed And then God still loved him through that. And even going into the New Testament, the fact that even Peter, after he was called the rock on which the church was going to be built, went out and denied Jesus three times to the point where he cursed himself to do it, you know, and then repented, you know, both of these men repented and, and were like still loved by God. And I don't like downplay them as like yeah awesome men of god what i'm saying is in spite of their ugliness god is really cool no i yeah and and i totally agree and out of all the people that i can think of in scripture right now like because i know their testimony or i sorry christian word because Mm -hmm. i know their backstory and like 
what terrible things they've done, it's easy for me to believe that they're authentic because the stories presented in the Bible are actually vulnerable and have really just messed up stuff in these people's lives. So when I look at them, I really think that like David and Peter, before we even started this podcast in my entire Christian life, I've thought that those guys that I know the worst things about are the most authentic people that I can think of in scripture because they're the most like me that they're the most human people that I can relate to. And I, I don't want to cut our podcast off, but I also don't want to, I mean, I, 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 I love having this conversation with you, but I don't think that the recording part of it is necessary for more than like an hour and a half because people just might not, people might just not listen. And that's, again, that's okay. But I can have this conversation with you off air if that's the case. Unless they really love Jesus. Because if they do, they will listen to it all the way through. Yeah, absolutely. If you, if you've, if you've, if you've really just been sinning a lot this week and you Mm want to be cleansed of your sins, uh, the last Mm -hmm. 15 minutes of the podcast is probably necessary for you. I'm actually so, going to play a worship song at the end of this, and you can pray to awesome. it. We're awesome, gonna, yeah. We're going to put a, a prayer in here. Um, you can you can buy a little you know, prayer cloth. We're going to put those up on the website, and, man, they're just going to bless your life. Yeah, absolutely. We I literally have uh, personally <laughs> wiped my butt with each one, and there is just someone. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> That got too deep. That got too deep. That was too much. Wow. Lord, help us. Uh, You're saying I'm drunk. (laughs) Dude, Keith, that's a topic for another day. But I really believe that like something about the way I was born or dropped on my head or some kind of disability that I have that just like (laughs) that I'm in a constant state of inebriation. I don't, I don't need alcohol to slur my speech and and act ridiculous, (laughs) but that's a topic for another day. We'll talk about, uh, alcohol and why is it, why is it necessary or okay Uh, in the life of a Christian? We'll talk about that someday. You know, I really, Uh, I really wanted to get into my, you know, my newfound, uh, fondness or, uh, you know, biblical belief of this Christian domestic discipline, you know, but we'll get into that some other time. Oh, dude, that one, I think, I mean, we can definitely talk about that preview guys. Episodes coming soon. We're going to talk about Christian domestic, uh, retardedness, um, (laughs) in some other podcasts where, where, I mean, it's it's biblical, man. Like a man has to, a man's got to discipline his wife. If she needs put in the corner, she needs put in the corner. So yeah, you guys, there's some really freaking weird people out there. And and Keith has stumbled upon a culture of people that like these, these men like in completely non-sexual ways, spank their wives for discipline and put them in timeout and, uh, ground them. And, uh, and that's just really what they feel is what the Bible talks about. And we're going to have a really interesting and really, uh, I don't know how, uh, yeah, we're just uh, interesting is the right word. Conversation I want to find someone who, I want to find someone who practices this and like oh, interview yeah. them. No, dude, I don't want to interview them. Cause I would just be the whole, I would just laugh the whole time, but <laughs> I want to, <laughs> I want to like get some like hidden camera footage of like, what does it look like to 
discipline <laughs> like, your wife? Like, what does it look like to put your wife in timeout when she doesn't eat all of her hot dog? You know, what I mean? but like you know, like I don't know about you, but. Amanda would literally just laugh at me if I told her to stand in the corner. Like she would, she would say, "No, oh, you stand geez. in the corner." Like, no, if I told if I told Joanna to stand in a corner, I I don't know what would happen. Honestly, I've never <laughs> you never tried it before. She, she would be like, "I trust you right now, but you seem crazy." And then after I explained myself, she would be like, "Just you should leave. You should leave right now." <laughs> Oh. I tried to explain biblically that that was okay. Yeah, that was, bad things would happen. But I just want to close out the point again. Uh, we can have some finishing thoughts and things. Oh, wait, did you see how I did it? That's ending number two. And then the actual ending will be number three. There yes. you go. I got to get my Christian life in here. Yeah, you got to get your pastoring so, on there. Jeez, it's so bad. It's like disgusting how those habits just like embed themselves in your brain. I'm going to go but, get my uh, keyboard and we'll close out with like, you know, some some kind of cheesy probably like a chris tomlin song so uh, okay so uh yeah um I, I just want to close out by saying that i'm i really 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 think that we as christians have got to get over some of the stupid niche issues that we care about when it comes to people and just start accepting people and loving people and seeing through to their heart and not getting caught up in what they're doing or what they look like or how they act, because I don't think that's what Jesus would do in any way, shape or form. And I want to talk just a little bit about this David guy that we've been mentioning. He's a character from the Bible and he wrote a lot of the Psalms, uh, in, in the Bible, it was some really popular things, but in the Bible, there's this part that gets really authentic and genuine in the Psalms where David was called a man after God's own heart. And this is this kind of stuff that he wrote. He would say stuff like, God, how long are you going to torture me? Why won't you talk to me? Why are you so absent? And all of my freaking family and friends are in trouble. They, they hate me. They're talking bad about me. And it's just really freaking rough for you to be silent and act kind of like a jerk because I didn't do anything wrong. And Christians today would be like, you need to watch your mouth when you're talking to the God of the heavens. The host of heavens deserves your utmost respect. And 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 I think that God loved David for that, how authentic he was. Whenever – like if I prayed to God in my private life and there, there are just really genuine swear words and I'm messed up and I don't know how to do this and I can't believe that all this stuff is going on, I think that God respects us for being authentic. Not that he's – that God would ever – he doesn't need to respect us, but I think that God loves us. And I think he loves us regardless, but whenever we just show our true colors to him, I think that's really what it's about. So why can't we as Christians accept the true colors of the people that are in our lives or just the true colors that are in our own hearts that we tell ourselves aren't there that because we need to live up to some image that uh, is a part of the culture around us and not a part of what God actually expects out of our lives. So if, if David was called a man after God's own heart and he could speak to the Lord, say, why are you so silent and why don't you talk to me? I think that we should really reevaluate the way that we look at the things that people say and how much weight they carry. I think we need to just really be honest and genuine and not care about such little issues. Yeah, like, dude. So 
I'm sorry that I got preachy there, but that's the point that I wanted to make. Uh, so uh, dang it, man! And, and, I forgot and, to get my guitar. And that's where that's where I'm at. That's 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 where I'm at on the issue of cussing. So yeah, um, if you wanna, yeah. If you want, if you guys want to <clears throat> drop some drop some love, <laughs> I I can drop a beat. Anyways, yeah, so uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let, let's wrap this sucker up. Uh, Keith, you want to? Do you have some like wise words of parting for us? Yeah, I do always. Yeah, I just I just want you guys to know that that this this is not our home. All right, we are pilgrims and prodigals on a journey to a destination where the streets are made of gold, um, particularly Xbox gold. Um, Xbox. So, so subscribe and uh, and look me up. Pro Complexity. We'll play some Smite together. Keith, why do you always do this? I don't know. <laughs> like. All of my jokes always go back to Xbox, and I don't know why. <laughs> I think I have an addiction. Like, yeah. Oh, oh. Well, we can pray for that. You know what I mean? Like, uh, there's a. Uh, I have some holy water, and I can like uh, do some chants over you and stuff, and we can exercise that demon. Oh, speaking of holy water, that classic crime show is going to be really awesome. Oh yeah, for sure. There's definitely that's going to be like probably a whole episode once we go to this classic crime show. Right, we're going to like re- record an episode on the way back. That's going to be Oh fun. dude, that would be that would, that would be legit. That was <laughs> I almost just said the F word real big and loud right there, but <laughs> <laughs> that is going to be so legit, bro. So legit. Oh, yeah. so okay, so now this is really getting off topic. So uh, guys, this is uh, yeah. Ben and Keith uh, just just having a conversation, talking yeah. about spiritually, and uh, this is also a signing off. So you guys have a good night. It's two twenty seven a.m. Oh my in the morning. So I'm gonna freaking go to bed in this episode. If you listen to it the whole way through, Dude, you're freaking you're awesome. true. <laughs> yeah, and we love you. The, <laughs> anyone who listens to this podcast for any amount of time, we <laughs> love you. You guys are great, um, and we will. Catch you next time. Sayonara. Bye-bye. Hey, guys. uh, As things are closing up here, I just want to say that this is not an open-closed discussion. We haven't figured this out totally, so we're 100% open and would love it if we could continue this conversation either on the Facebook or just in person, uh, email us, whatever it is. We're not saying that we were 100% decided on these issues and we got it 100% figured out. It is an open-ended discussion and we encourage you guys to participate. Yeah, and our whole goal of this podcast, like I've said in the previous one, you know, I'm not trying to claim whether I'm even right or wrong in anything I say. I'm just expressing what's in my heart, what I'm thinking, what I'm debating, what I'm even doubting, you know, like I'm not, I'm not afraid to say, you know, I've got my doubts and my struggles. I, I just want to put that out there and, and say that we're not a hundred percent right. We're, we're okay to admit that. So, and also I just want to, you know, say that the name Pilgrims and Prodigals and the, the name itself, I mean, it's signifying that we are all on this journey together and we're just trying to figure it out. So, you know, we don't have everything down. We don't have all the answers. So please do not be offended if you don't agree with anything that we say, because I'm not trying to say that I'm right and you're wrong and put my finger in your face, you know, like that's not the goal here. That's not what we're after. So thank you for listening and 
Hope you enjoyed. Thank you. Bye.